I was going to start this with my usual hoopla of like, welcome or welcome back. (laughs) But the truth is like, I'd kind of have to be welcoming myself back at this point. Because the last time I recorded a podcast was definitely sometime in February. February? February? Am I the only one that does that? I feel like I have to like spell out February to myself, like Wednesday. But that was definitely the last time I recorded a podcast. I remember that because it was immediately following my husband tearing his Achilles. And to say that life got away from me since then, (laughs) considering I'm recording this on May 6th, Yeah, life got away from me. You're going to hear Popcorn eating her breakfast in the background. There's nothing I can do about that. That's the level of like, it is what it is in this house. (laughs) We're all doing the best we can. (laughs) So her little collar is like clinking against the bowl. Yeah, I don't know how much I'm like prepared to share. And that's always a tough one for me in my life if I'm just going to be like raw and honest about it, that I often feel like I can't fully tell people what's going on with me because so much of what's going on with me is not about what is happening to me physically, but what is happening to people that I love and care about and the way in which that impacts my life and how that impacts how I feel and the things that I have weighing on me. And I've struggled with that my entire life where I often feel like I'm projecting out certain things into the world or I'm looking like I'm slacking or I'm not doing enough or I'm acting like I'm rude or stressed or anxious or tired or all of these things. And so then I sort of get this assumption that that's how Kelsey is. Like Kelsey can't consistently post on a blog. Kelsey is angry. Kelsey is tense or anxious or serious or stern. And like, is Kelsey really those things or is the Kelsey that's not those things just going through a lot and can't like talk about it? The long story short of where I've been is sort of like, I took space. We had a, I almost was about to downplay it. Do you ever have something like really terrible happen in your life or to your family? And when it's when you're out the other end, you kind of like look back on it and like downplay how close of a call that was or how big of a deal it was. I was about to do that. I would rather not do that with you guys. I would rather just keep it straight. Like I almost lost a family member. I almost lost someone really important to me. And I don't care that I'm going to choke up about it because if I actually let myself, this is why people look back and, and try and smooth it over and make it seem like it was better than it was because they don't want to feel like I feel right now when I sit down and I actually think about it, when I think about what I was on the precipice of losing. And that's hard. That's hard to look back and realize like for the first time in my life, I'm lucky that way. I really, I really did almost lose someone for real. And to face that, is life-changing. I'm a lucky woman. I'm 30 and I have all four grandparents. I have very little exposure to loss. I have a lot of exposure to... (laughs) I have a lot of exposure to fear of loss, which is its own sort of thing in and of itself. And it's this weird tipping point because I'm somebody that hasn't had a ton of loss. I can't speak to the pain and what that's like. But to be sort of on the edge of always losing someone or something is a really scary way to live. And that I can talk about a lot at great length. Because you live like you're walking on eggshells, kind of. Like, never really able to process what it would mean 
to lose entirely. You're just sort of always kept on the edge, always worrying, always wondering, always anticipating. It's its own sort of misery. And this, I think, was like the biggest scare that I've ever had of just like, oh, wow, okay, people are not immortal. We spend so much time chasing chasing life and constantly denying death when it's like the only thing that we really all it's the one big thing we all have in common. It is. We are all going to die, every single one of us at some point. We're going to leave this earth and and we're going to leave other people behind. And yet we all live like that's not a fact. We don't say the things that we should say every single day. We don't live as if time is really as precious as it is. We bullshit around and waste time. We say things to people that we don't mean or don't say the things that we do mean. It's like we spend this whole chunk of space we have on this planet avoiding the one thing that is absolutely certain to happen and be true, and that's that you're not going to be here forever. As most big events that happen in life, it wasn't something I planned for. It wasn't something any of us planned for. And like I said, that's always how it happens, right? It's always on the most innocent of days where you're not thinking anything's going on. You had other plans. You were making dinner. You were hosting people. You had a show to catch. You had a plane to catch, whatever it was. And then life sort of inserts itself and reminds you that like you have absolutely none of the control that you like to believe that you had. So after this thing that decided to be a thing happened, everyone dropped everything. And in hindsight, I find that a really interesting observation. At the time, it was just survival. Drop everything that doesn't need to be dealt with right this second and leave. I mean, I was in the middle of prepping dinner, and when I tell you that I just left shit, I just left shit. I left things plugged in. I left ingredients half cut out on a cutting board. Like, you drop everything that just doesn't matter. It causes you to, like, create a hierarchy really quickly in your life. And I want to pause there because... There's something from that experience I want to take with me go forward, and that is that everything is important until it isn't. Everything is important until it isn't. I wake up every day with this like list of things I want to accomplish or do, and at the time, it all seems so crucial. But when you put that up against the things in life that really matter, like potentially losing someone, the whole world stops and you realize all the shit that like truly doesn't need to get done today— I want to have more of that filter about like what really matters for the day and what's important because everything is until it isn't like it's important for me to get that table set or make that meal or wash those dishes or do that thing for work. And all of that seems so crucial until something much larger comes onto the table and you go, well, wait a minute. That's the thing that matters. I feel like my husband and I got a preview of... (laughs) I almost was about to say like a preview of real marriage as if what we're doing now is like not really being married. But in a lot of ways, it feels like it's not. Like when you're 30 or like your young 30s and you have your grandparents and your parents and you're just starting the journey of maybe starting a family or whatever it is, like for the most part, this is kind of the easy stuff, I think. And not that he and I haven't been through some really hard things together. I think I've been through a lot of shit that to be honest, I don't know that... I don't know that he was prepared to sign up for as a partner. (laughs) So I have a lot of respect for someone who can kind of ride the waves that aren't your own waves. But that's the thing. You get married and then all of a sudden, like, 
all those waves are your waves, right? Like when something happens to your partner's immediate family and there's a crisis in their family, it's then a crisis for you to figure out how to navigate as that person's significant other. And that was something that he had to figure out how to do and we had no experience in. This hasn't happened before. So he had to figure out how do I love someone going through something like that? And how do I care for someone going through something like that and be there for someone going through something like that? And it was astounding to see the ways in which like he stepped up. In a lot of ways, my husband was my voice of reason. Because when we first got word that something had happened, the initial thought was kind of like, okay, this can't be that serious, right? It's not that serious. And we were even, when I say we, I mean me and my siblings. I think we were kind of standing around going, okay, do we need to do something? Do we need to leave? Do we need to go home? Like what needs to happen? And it was my husband and then my brother's girlfriend that were both like, uh, how is this even a question? Like, we're leaving. <laughs> like, pack your shit up. We're getting in the car. We're going. And I think it's because when it's your family and the people that you're super close to and grew up with, and especially if any of those figures are older figures and their role models in your life, maybe caregivers, it's hard to imagine that there's a state where they could need you more than you need them in a lot of ways. And I don't know at what age that flips. Maybe there's no specific age that flips, but that happens at some point. And I think it's hard for us within the family to admit like, okay, something actually is wrong and we need to go. Also, if you admit that you need to go and go see these family members, then that means you're admitting it's serious. And when you admit it's serious, you admit that there's a potential for loss. And the potential for loss is something that all of us are just, like I said, spending our whole lives avoiding, pretending that no one will ever leave us. We'll never experience loss because we don't want to. I know all of this is abstract and vague, and I'm not really giving you anything while secretly kind of giving you everything, and maybe that's all this little short episode back will be. It's not going to be crazy uplifting. It's going to be a little bit matter-of-fact, because where I've been is facing mortality. That's the reality of it. And not just my own. The mortality of everyone in my life that I know and I love, or that I know and I don't love, just the fact that there's a lack of permanence. And sometimes life likes to remind you of that really knee-jerky kind of way. You go about living thinking you have all the time. There's time to say everything, do everything. You know, we label things bucket lists. Like one day I would like to write a book. Well, when the fuck is one day? I might not have tomorrow. I might not have the rest of today. I'm about to leave for a soul cycle class. Like I could get hit by a car on the way there. These are just like cold, hard facts that most of us spend time ignoring because if you spend too much time focusing on it, you'll get nothing done. It's depressing. It's scary. It's overwhelming. It's a lot to like sit down and admit the lack of control you have in your own life. But I'm trying to tell myself that the space I've been giving to myself to process all of this is a really empowering thing to be able to sort of like look death in the eye and be like, all right, we avoided you for now but you'll be back. And when you come back, I kind of want to be as ready as I can. I want to say all the things I know I should say. And if there are things in my life that I say I want to do, I can't say I'll do that eventually. One day I'll live here. One day I'll write a book. One day I'll learn to play an instrument. It's all things that I think you have to kind of start now because we maybe avoided you today or last month or last year or whenever it is. 
But one day we're not going to be able to run away from it. You'll be at the doorstep and we'll come to you, willing or unwilling, and we kind of have to be ready to go. That's how I want to start living my life, is with this really respectful hyper-awareness of the fact that it's not permanent and that like every bit of it is just this really ridiculous, random, crazy gift of time. And that like, as cheesy as it sounds, it is a fucking gift. Like it's being given to you and it's at will and it can kind of be taken away at any point. And with that new filter applied, I'd bet a lot of money that things change, that who you spend your time with changes, how you spend your time changes, what feelings you choose to hold on to versus let go, that probably all changes, what you say and what you don't say changes, how you look at all of it kind of changes, because it has to. The things that are actually important become the priority, and the other things that when they're kind of pitched up against the big thing that is mortality and time, it just becomes really obvious the shit that doesn't actually matter. So that's what I did as I stepped back and took a moment to, I guess, assess my priorities and assess what mattered. And in the thick of it, it really was not creating content for anyone. Like, you want to know what it was? It was feeding my soul. It was doing things that kept me feeling grounded and at peace and interested and inspired. And for me, that ended up being like music and writing and doing those in ways where it's not so much about projecting them out for everybody else, but just doing it for myself. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm so used to this like influencer mindset of like add value, give value, make sure everything you put out there has value. And like, that's just not what this is. That's not what like this new journey of anything I put out into the universe is. It's just me talking about whatever the hell is going on in my life. And the last several months have been really, really hard, but I'm also thankful because because we have more time. And I don't know, if I could give back every Christmas gift I've gotten the last 30 years, I would give all of it away for just, I think, a little bit more time with the people I want that time with. So wherever you're at, Whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, just give yourself that moment to pause and kind of reassess the priorities with that subtle knowledge in the background that time is not infinite and there's only so much of it and there's an unpredictable amount of it left. So what really matters today and in this moment and the rest of it, just let that shit float away because we don't have the time. Have a beautiful rest of your day and I will catch you guys in the next episode, which hopefully is much more funny and uplifting or at least slightly self-deprecating because that's the way my humor rolls. So I will catch you later. <laughs>